This week, we look at a film that, while it predates The Blue Lagoon, takes some story elements and takes the rest of its cues from films like Jaws and Gamera to create one of the oddest of kaiju combinations. This is Kaiju versus History, The Bermuda Depths. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your rocky, punchy marine biologist, Miles, who mispronounces everything. And joining me is a local leggy led lady legend, Patrick. How are you doing, buddy? Good. I wrote this intro and made it so hard for you, I realized now. <laughs> yeah, and I skipped over it exactly as one does in a script. Um, <laughs> this is the kind of film that makes you ask, wait. Is is that Carl Weathers? It because is. Because that this, is exactly my response before pausing this movie and looking up who was in this movie. <laughs> a year after Rocky, I think. Yeah, he's in this made-for-TV film as a marine biologist. So so interesting to me. And I'm not going to lie. One of the reasons this did make it to the list is I, I was just as much in seeing <laughs> as it. As soon as I watched this movie, like... Okay, this 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 is why this is here. Well, I was like, maybe it, maybe it's good, and I, you know, in doing research for this movie, it's not people there. Well, there are a lot of people that loved this film when they saw it as well, children. I, I, I will be happy to absolve them of that opinion. This film, The Bermuda Depths, premiered in the U.S. in January of 1978, and it was released. It did have a theatrical lease in Japan. By J.A.D. In Japan. Yeah, that's where the the land of kaiju films. Sure, Uh, sure, sure. But I want to make sure that everyone doesn't know that this wasn't an ABC Friday night movie because that's 100% what it was. It it was a co-production between Rankin Bass, written by, by Rankin, I believe, and the special effects and I believe the director were from Subaraya. Studios. They're from Correct. the land of Ultraman. So th- that is also the reason this made it onto the Kaiju versus history list is it has a lot of DNA with Japanese monster movies. It it does. Th- this movie, this is an interesting one because one, it's a TV film, mm-hmm. but it is an American Japanese co-production. But before we get too deep into it, Patrick, I want you to tell us what's in a title. Miles, of course, they dive into the waters of the Bermuda Triangle, the, in the watery depths of the Bermuda Triangle in this film. And that is where the title comes from. The Bermuda Depths is where they go. Uh, right. That is. <laughs> tell, tell me what's in the title elsewhere. <laughs> well, in France, in the depths of the Bermuda Triangle, this was called The Legend of the Deep as well when it came to video. It came up. It came from the depth. The deep came from the deep in Germany and at the bottom of Bermuda in Greece and Japan, the theatrical release title was Bermuda no Nazo, the, the mystery of Bermuda. And it had some other very similar titles, the depths of Bermuda and Spain. And it was also released as the same title in the UK, the Bermuda depths and not doesn't give a lot away. You know, a lot of kaiju movies, they put the monster right up front, but it is, a I would say a good mystery for the, 
more than the first half of the film. They they really yeah, don't get so, to the giant turtle until about forty minutes in. I I would I would I think this movie is a kaiju film based on the nature of the creature itself, but the creature itself is not the focus of the movie. Definitely this, not. <laughs> it's a weird mix of this film. And I mean, honestly, if you if you see the uh, original US TV advertisement for this, that is more similar to the movie itself. Are you talking it, about the poster? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an odd poster. It has a. I mean, a, it's, it certainly is a menacing but, turtle with claws. <laughs> well, so it? if you look at the 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 original U.S. advertisement, the the turtle itself is very minimal, and it's it looks like the woman and the man are vying for a competition over a trident. It, it, you know what? It the the that. That looks like the 77 Star Wars poster. It looks like it, Luke and Leia pulled in the lightsaber. I, and, I just realized that. <laughs> it's very, and, and this I mean, movie does feel that like a very Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid type story. It does have a dark localization. And honestly, that kind of finished because mm-hmm. we we are treated, I mean, honestly, as a kaiju film. And and here and I I will give you this because I was I was a little a little reticent of this as a kaiju film. The the turtle itself is mystical in nature, even though it might be a giant sea turtle. It does seem to have other capabilities and the they, ability to give other capabilities. Well, it, um, they don't really go into it. They don't explain they don't. it in the film, which is interesting, but also a little. But also not. Well, it's like is 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 Ginny? Is she the only one with magical powers, or is the turtle, you know, spurred on by her, controlled by her, or vice versa? So we get, we get the urban legend that a woman, like, basically, kind of, it's at the, it's that typical like crossroads demon kind of cell. Mm-hmm. Where it, it's feel, like, oh, it feels like, she, a re- like her ship her ship was sinking, and she's like, save me. It feels like an actual kind of ghost story. I don't think it, it is based it, on anything. It does. In I actuality, mean, well, but we can say that. But like, if you ask probably anyone on the coast, they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard a similar story like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, and, and that, that's know, one of the cool herself. things about this film is there is enough. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't find it on the coast that they are using. I would probably see it more in the northeastern side. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, <sighs> As as someone who has kind of married into the Florida, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, is, is this something that happens down in the Bermuda Triangle area? <laughs> no, like that's the thing is like I because my partner has many many cousins who do this kind of thing. They they sell trinkets of cut up skates and things that are supposed <laughs> to look skates, like, but like I mean they they have they have certainly explored their 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 nature there. This uh, this Jenny Hanover's or yeah what this this feels like a northeastern store. This feels like mm. something that might be. I don't want to say Lovecraftian because I don't think it's inc- I don't think oh, it's no. correct. But I I feel like this does feel like that traditional like seafaring <laughs> tale. Should, should this have been set on uh, Amity Island instead? <laughs> I mean, maybe not Amity Island, but maybe somewhere in between. I, I don't think the the Florida coast, even though it's Australia, apparently, 
was the correct place to put it. But barring that, I, I, I think the actual story is decent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there are parts I, of no, no. the plot that I see really the story fail. is decent. I don't say I'm not saying the movie is good. I'm saying the idea of the story is decent. A modern retelling of a mermaid type story. Oh yeah, is yeah. interesting. The the idea of the execution, no, but no, 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 hundred no. percent. Uh, the main character Magnus, it does is a weird name for your your protagonist. <laughs> I would feel like uh, they, they they have some characters say his name, and I'm like, what did they call him? M- Magus? <laughs> does he not feel like some weird white supremacist character? <laughs> his acting is is detracting a full point. <laughs> yeah, enjoyment. 100%. Of this he is so odd. The uh, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about there, that. There, there's a, a lot of this movie that that detracts a lot because first of all, we get introduced to Carl Weathers, who is yeah. charisma personified. Eric, like, the, his friend Eric in the film, he's he's great, but they don't do a lot. He of is character. great until they make his character nonsense. Well, you 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 get that he's a very smart marine biologist, very capable guy. He does 100%. That's not, does, that's not what I'm talking about. He does I'm talking about like halfway uh, through the movie he's like we got to we got to catch this thing. There's some some character assassination in the plot later on, but they they uh they have his character pronounce uh coelacanth as uh colacanth, <laughs> which is pretty funny for a Marine biologist, but that's well, how I pronounce it. It, it also bothers child. me that he keeps calling uh, Magnus kid when apparently they are. Are they supposed mates? to be the same age? They're the, supposed to be the same age. And it's like, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> no, I didn't either until later in the in the plot because it's like, well, all right, kid, come on. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold the phone. I did not quite understand how old Magnus was supposed to be either. Was he like mid twenties? Was he older? Well, th- but but they they say early. Or sorry, later on, it's like, oh well, your parents and I always had this joke about how you didn't have any friends, and I'm like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. <laughs> Are you not his age? Why were not you one of his friends? You um, got you got Doctor Paulus in the film, played by the late the great Burl Ives as well, who's shoes up. Actors they have involved. Some- in this scenery. in this film are are great. The guy who plays Magnus is also in Dario Argento's Inferno, which is a phenomenal film. You're talking about Lee McCloskey? Yes. Yeah, he's he he's done some pretty big things after this as well from I mean, he's he I mean, he's acted currently. I mean, he's in for, from from then on, he's he's been in, in oh, Dallas. Five has been in he's been in Jack. He he's been in Young and the Restless. Dallas Bones. was the the big one in the 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 eighties. Yeah, but um, yeah, forty six episodes of Dallas. Like I mean, he's he's a, a solid name. <laughs> he's a he's a weird guy though. I, I was looking him up, and he kind of stepped away from acting for a little bit. And he moved into visual art and philosophy and and things like that. And he he did some cover art that ended up I think on. Inside a Rolling Stones album, so he's he was all yes, over he the did. place. Yeah, um, honestly, I think until a recent uh, Rolling Stone tour, I want to highlight Connie Selka, who I think this is her film debut. She she was good in this film. I mean, everyone really except Lee McCloskey, I think, was qu- quite excellent, in- including you have um, Julie Woodson, who plays mm-hmm. uh, Doshan in the film. The is that is that the the older woman? No, no. Yeah. Julie so, Woodson so, is is the 
girlfriend Con- of Con- Carl Connie Salco plays uh, Jenny, who would go on to continue to be in. I mean, obviously for nerds, Captain America in the, in the 70s films, but she would be in the greatest American hero for right. 41 episodes as Pam Davidson. She would go on in superhero royalty, right? Yeah. And she would appear in hotel for 115 episodes. And I mean, she's, she pops up a lot. So she, I, I would probably say she's probably the, the other than Carl Weathers, the biggest star out of this yeah. movie. Well, Burl Lives was a singer, a a songwriter, a folk musician, well-established in Hollywood for about four decades at this point. But mm-hmm. I know him as Sam the Snowman from the, the Rankin-Bass special. Oh, yeah. His, his voice really, really comes Yeah, absolutely. He, he's a, a an interesting character. And like I said, he, he does a good job here as well. So there's like four or five main cast members. And for the most part, they do a pretty good job in the film this movie's problem isn't its actors to be perfectly honest it's mm-hmm. it's the script and it's not even it's not even the special effects because yeah like we, when when they, when they give you a turtle they 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 give you a giant sea turtle but like they don't promise anything else yeah there's definitely not enough turtle for for my taste in this film the film's directed by uh sagun obo kotana Kotani, who we we skipped over, it is not on our kaiju list, but made the similar Rankin Bass Subaraya co-production and directed 1977's The Last Dinosaur. And like Denver? <laughs> what? Denver, The Last Dinosaur. <laughs> I actually don't think I've seen that film, or if I have, it's probably, I mean, it, uh, maybe the 80s. No, Denver, The Last Dinosaur, it's an A's cartoon. I was about to say, I, I, I he's I, my I friend I and a whole lot more. Get your reference, but <laughs> no, oh, the last, no, the you last, never saw that cartoon. I mean, just like The Last Dinosaur, probably not. Or if I oh, did, we, it was we might we might have to take a detour. It was 30 years ago, Miles. <laughs> I mean, it might have been. It, it was USA Network in the 90s. So, yeah, you mentioned that this was part of this was in Australia. They they did film in Bermuda for this movie, right? They they I mean they absolutely might have, but the flag at the end of that film is a Australian flag. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I know Bermuda was also I think a part of written at the time maybe or maybe maybe it was independent. I mean, still. no, it was 100% an Australian flag. It was that that kind of like Three quarters blue, and then the Union Jack <laughs> in the the last fourth. Did, so, did you happen to Google the Bermuda flag at the same time? Nope. Just this. That's right. Just assuming it was okay. It yeah. was filmed in Bermuda, and so much so, I think Rankin. I'm, I'm just talking about that last scene because that last scene where they're there, the the ferries going towards somewhere with the, the last scene makes me laugh because he has this long speech and talks with Carl Weathers girlfriend played by Julie Woodson who's a 1973 playmate playboy uh playmate he's like I'm never going to go near the sea ever again and then the next yeah, scene he gets does. on the boat like I understand I mean there definitely were airplanes out of Bermuda but I think it's hilarious that that's the the cut they went with. Yeah, so filming was done in Bermuda, and they did have that a similar flag uh, with the lower fourth done in the Union Jack. So I, 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 I could one hundred percent see that. I can't tell you about the flags. Uh, <laughs> we didn't mention it last week, but the the Italian production of 
<laughs> Yeti. They have Yeti. Ca- Canadian flags all over the place in that movie, even though it definitely wasn't filmed there in Canada. But they, they're just plastering them all over the place and people swinging them around. They're like, we swear, we swear we're in Canada. Oh, well, you also have the, the weird, creepy stuff by before, before he passes, like, there are some young, tender things on this island. And I don't know. There, there, there is this weird, like I, I get like what this movie is trying to be, like this, this great little, like little, like local sea legend, urban legend type of of deal. I think, it, I think it, it, it works for that. Yeah, it would <laughs> if anything happened. There, there is a love story between the two main characters that does peter out very, very early on, and. It, the the film is so confused about where it wants to go. Like like you Correct. said, what they want to do with Carl Weathers, Eric character. Well, all it, of a sudden, like at one point, he's kind of like this. Oh, I'm a master student. To a hundred percent, he's Ahab, and he controls this this whole project. Yeah, and he's working for Doctor Paulus, but yeah, then he he does take it over, and all of a sudden, he's got a bazooka with a, a giant. A uh, harpoon. On oh no, no, no! A a no kickback bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, well, they, I mean, they make they make specific sure that you can know that. Um, I mean this this movie's this movie's problem isn't that it's bad. It's kind of boring. It has that soporific oh, feel God. that would play in the old Disney Channel afternoon movies i'm talking about the late 80s early 90s disney channel the the square with the mouse face in it like that disney channel that would play Deidre bay this would play in the middle of the afternoon and yeah it would put me to sleep i understand so part of that for me and part of the reason i i don't think i can ever watch this movie again composer maury laws put together a original score but it was a composer for this movie the music was based on Vivaldi's concerto in D major, and it is the slowest, most kind of like put you to sleep music I can imagine. It, it really does feel like a 1970s television movie and like not in a good way, which it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it I mean, I <laughs> I didn't really enjoy last week's Yeti music, but I I wish we had something bah, bah, similar bah, to that. Bah, bah, bah. This one is 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 definitely put you to sleep kind of kind of music. I there's not really any comparison to other kaiju films for this movie. Like I said, I mean we got a giant sea turtle in this movie. It is not kind like of. a gamma. It's not like a gamma film. No, I, I was I was kind of mad about you for making watch this movie, but there was a magical element which made it. There, there's a fantasy element that makes this kind of fit. So I do well, agree with you there. They they actually um, do talk about it in ways that we're going to see. Yeah, there's the, a, the 90s camera talked about, you know, like there's it's a folklore element that makes me. Uh, no, no, I agree. There's a folklore element that like kind of works here as a kaiju film. It just made me mad at you because I was like, <laughs> yeah, this technically counts. But this movie is not good. It's a TV movie from the 70s that is not good. I mean, we, we've talked about things that have appeared on TV and we will talk about things that appear in, in streaming in the, the future. But this yeah, is on streaming. But this is like an ABC Sunday night movie Friday uh, night. Hey, it was it was prime time prime. back then. 9 p.m. Oh, baby. Carl Weathers before he he hit Rocky. 
Um, no, this is after Rocky. Is, is it after? Yeah, Rocky? Rock, Rocky was the same year as the as King Kong. I think that they, they were seventy six. Yeah, and then won the seventy seven Oscar for. I feel like, I I feel like this might have been filmed the same time. Well, I, I, I no, this was. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Now, now you got me questioning. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was filmed in seventy. It's certainly before Arrest Development. <laughs> yeah, no, baby, you got a stew going if you you get all those elements. I don't, I don't have my notes open for for exactly when it was filmed, Good. but it I I'm pretty sure it was filmed and released in the the same same year, 1978. Oh no, no, it it was filmed in 77, but yeah, no, he had already been in in Rocky for sure by that point. Miles, let's talk about enjoyment of the film <laughs> uh and and the legacy for it there was a fan petition for warner brothers to release this dvd in the mid early 2000s i did the wayback machine and, and found it had over 2000 signatures for hmm. for the petition and it was released by the warner archive in 2009 and it got a blu-ray release a couple of years ago as well so another one another one them. finally on on blu-ray but yeah this is a I mean film. I, I certainly I certainly think I, I mean again we've talked about this I don't think any movie should be barred from release and this is certainly an, an inoffensive I'm just surprised release you know? I I this feels like something that would have gotten a release on VHS and then died there but it had people that wanted to see it I, I would imagine it's mostly Carl Weathers fans. Yeah, that's the thing. He, him, you got, you got Burl alive. So you got some people that went on to note or came from a good deal of notoriety, but yeah, but maybe people just like that giant turtle. Well, well let's talk about your I, enjoyment. I can't imagine that's the case because the turtle is the least interesting part of this movie. It feels like a, a modern version of a little mermaid type story mm-hmm. that doesn't, fulfill anything there's there's um, a giant turtle though that that comes out of there, the ocean. there there's a big turtle that <laughs> doesn't really do anything what what's your score for your personal enjoyment for the Bermuda so my Dex? personal enjoyment for the, this movie is a five i i think it's a baseline fine story with okay special effects but nothing nothing emotive happens for me nothing interesting happens for me the the, the turtle appears but it doesn't do anything it's not great they attempt to tell us a fairy tale but it doesn't do anything for me it's it's not the worst thing i've ever seen by any any stretch but it's it's fine i'm i'm giving a four out of ten i had a hard time with this movie it with commercials when it aired was maybe like a two hour affair oof but it's way too long for the story it's trying to tell. It's an hour and 37 minutes with credits, which is, you know, believe it or not, long for a kaiju movie. I felt like you could have packed down everything that happened in this film into like a 45 minute episode of, you know, The Outer Limits, you know, something along or those lines. Or a Superaya thing, which would have been, yeah, appropriate. Yeah, I did love the Superaya special effects in the brief moments we got them, some of the other technical elements, but. They're just not on screen nearly enough. So four out of 10 for the technical that this is my spoilers highest rating for the three for this film. I'm giving it a six out of 10. I think it's what saves this movie is it does have some some interesting aspects to the direction to the script that make it kind of watchable. 
the special effects with the the giant sea turtle. I, I wish this team worked on Gamera because the turtle does look great. It, it's not it, there's not a lot of moving parts to it, but it is put into the film. It's blue screened in in parts in very interesting ways. So yeah, six out of ten for for me for the technical. What about you, Miles? I'm I am the same as you. I, I am a six out of ten. I think that this movie had some decent acting, had a decent special effects. I think the script completely fails the movie, but everything else rises kind of above it. And I mean, and the the, the the thing is the script fails the movie because it's not interesting. Like, it's not bad. It's just mm-hmm. kind of boring. And drags on for sure. Yeah, it, it drags on. And like, yeah, we have a cool turtle and the Super Riot Company gives us a cool turtle, but the turtle doesn't really do anything like it narratively does, but like on screen, it doesn't do anything. And so that, that obviously naps me down. The the actual story naps me down. The, the best thing this movie has going for is the actors trying to make things happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a six out of 10. And to, to wrap it up, we'll talk about its evocative nature as a piece of Kaiju art. I think we're both giving it the same score on this, a five out of 10. Is that, Correct or are you are you going a little bit lower? Nope, we're the, we're the same, buddy. Okay, so th- I, on its importance as as a kaiju film, it's obviously extremely low. This though, I thinking about it, might have been a lot of kids in the U.S.'s first look at a Subaraya style monster, and mm-hmm. and in, in a way, you know, it has a Japanese director. Just a lot of elements that really were emerging between Rankin Bass and and Subaraya. I'm a little confused by the final product. Like, there's this element of kaiju story, of mystical romance, of local legend, and it just there's a lot of there's a lot of elements that could have made this a really great movie. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It it has it has some interesting promise that isn't really delivered. I think it's. I think it's probably great for a made for TV film, yeah. <laughs> but we're not, we're not, we're not judging it based on that. The same way when we looked at Aegon, <laughs> like we got to judge this based on everything and it's just not really up to snuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the lightfall campaign of destiny Two. Oh, how dare you must. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? But yeah, we're, we're giving it a five out of 10. I, I feel like everyone involved was trying to make a great film. And yes, they, I, they, I agree with that. They did some things very well and it affected some people. I think, you know, our final score is a five out of 10 for the podcast. I think this one is skippable. We usually like around the middle of the scoring there. It's like mm-hmm. you should probably try to still check it out at least once. You can listen to a review. That might be enough. It's not I, bad. I, I it's feel, not I, good. I feel like you could watch a a YouTube skippable like, oh. oh, this is what the creature looks like. This is what some of the, the, the creature features look like and be and be fine. Yeah, this is a, 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 a very like movie of the week. Hans Christian Anderson version of a kaiju film. And you can skip based on that. That is a great. Yeah, we're just listening to our podcast, but um, I mean, yeah, you can listen to that, too. But like, <laughs> no, we're garbage, definitely take a so. look at the take a look at the visuals. It's worth it. Miles is right. That's going to do it for for us on the Bermuda depths. Miles, thanks for for watching and, and chatting with me about this. If you like this movie growing up, uh, give us an email at kaiju versus history at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at kaiju versus history. We do like reading your guys's thoughts on on movies 
And if you liked our podcast, rate and review our show wherever you find it, or check out our letterbox account to see all of our reviews, our, our watch list of films. Uh, that's going to do it here. Miles, what are, what are we doing next week? Where are we going next week? So next week, we'll catch you when we look at the animated version of the Big G brought to America by Hannah Barbera. And a character that wouldn't go the way of Scrappy-Doo with Godzuki. That's right. Tune in next time for History versus Godzilla, the animated series.